Welcome to another episode of Art Moms United podcast. Mona here. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Erin Drakeford, a visual artist from Atlanta, Georgia. Art Moms United recently had the pleasure of hosting Erin's solo show, An Account of Delirium. In addition to painting, she manages Arts Beacon Gallery in Atlanta, where she teaches expressive painting and moderates a monthly feminist art critique group. Hi, Erin. I'm so excited that um, we have you here today for the uh, for the podcast interview. And my first question to you is about your art journey or journey into the art world. So could you please tell me uh, what brought you uh, to the art world and what was your journey like? Well, <laughs> it's a long road, I guess. I mean, I wish I could say I was one of those kids that was drawing like all the time. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like I was mostly just listening to sad music and writing bad poetry. Um, I did feel like I found my people once I joined like art classes in school and I found like I found the community of people that I connected with. Um, I started, um, I did go to college for art, I have a BFA. Um, I originally started out as a double major in psychology and art. I was really interested in art psychology, which I feel like that still influences my work. Um, but uh, so yeah, I majored as painting and drawing. I was able to go to uh, Cortona and study abroad in Italy, uh, which was, it was an amazing experience to just totally get away from your current life and world and see art like up close and in real life. And I feel like that experience, you know, being there and seeing all that, the Renaissance art and definitely like influences my work now. Um, after I graduated, I just kind of like bumped around for a long time and got a little like discouraged after graduation. Like you just, you don't magically become an artist. <laughs> I mean, you are an artist, but you don't magically, you know, get scooped up by a gallery and like all of a sudden it's met, you know, they don't really prepare you necessarily for the real world. I think they are a little bit more now, but maybe not then. I graduated in 2003 um, so yeah, I did a whole bunch of stuff. I was a waitress forever. I was a flight attendant, real estate agent, hairstylist, and I kind of got back into it. Um, actually just being part of a community. I feel like that's so important. And, uh, someone came into my home and saw some of my paintings and she's like, these are great. You should have a show. I have a little gallery. So I painted my first entire series on my front porch with my kids, like sticking their finger in cadmium red. And, uh, so it was good. It was good. Uh, so that kind of got me back into it. So now that was in 2018. So I kind of been like back at it with a mission to really create stuff for about four years. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. So uh, when you look back at that moment, when your friend came over and told you that you can exhibit your art um, at her gallery, what do you think would your life look like if this uh, didn't happen? Would you would you have come back to art by yourself, or was that like the the right push at the right time? I don't know. I just feel like it was, yeah, like a fateful meeting or a fateful event. Um, I mean, I had always painted, but just kind of like in a silo in my own space in my own world, not being part of anything else. Um, shortly after, um, I did probably before I even had the show, we went to. Athens, which is the town where I went to college, and I was reminded of all the stuff, you know, being in the art world, going to art school, and kind of, kind of flooding back. And 
I was like, I really want to make this important in my life. And I started looking at studios um, and I was able to find like a real legit studio to work in. So I didn't have to work on the porch. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. So um, if there is someone who hasn't seen your art, how would you describe it? What are like the main features of your art? I feel like most people, when they walk in my studio, it's just like an explosion of color. <laughs> I do kind of like really big canvas work. Um, I do a lot of figurative stuff. Um, I do landscapes. And lately I've been trying to get into more abstract work. Um, but yeah, it's just like big brushstrokes, lots of expressive movement, um, bright colors, canvas. Um, my figures are typically look a little sad um, and that's on purpose, I guess. And <laughs> um, my cityscapes that I do are typically like of things like blighted areas, like the heavy hand that humanity has on nature and trying to find a balance in between those two things. Um, I have left neon and gold leaf in my work too, which uh, for me is about fakeness. <laughs> or uh, um, I feel like we've, as a society, gone away from like what's true and natural in a sense. Do you have any rituals when you come to your studio or before you start painting or, or do you have any habits? Um, yeah, I feel like it's so important to like get out of like mom mode, like dishes, getting the kids ready, all that stuff. It can just be like, crazy <laughs> to try and like break out of that, which I think having a separate space is really key. If you can swing it, it's, it's, it's essential to have like your own space. I feel like to get really separated and really outside. Like, I feel like I have to turn into a separate person when I go to my studio. I also started doing the, the artist way. So I get up every morning before the kids wake up and write and get all my ideas out. I feel like I have so many bouncing around in my head all the time. And I go to my studio and Sometimes I just try and like vomit paint on the canvas for a minute, like, just like get it out, get something out there. So I do that a lot just to get over like the fear of like the blank canvas, just to put something down, anything like move my arms just to kind of get into the rhythm of it. Or sometimes I just go in and clean my studio. <laughs> like Somehow it just, as long as I'm there and I dedicate the time and just go there, try and make that switch sit for a minute. Sometimes I'll just sit and stare at the paintings for a little while. I feel like that's essential too, just to be able to switch that mode. Yeah. Since you mentioned um, The Artist Way, uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a beautiful book, inspiring book by Julia Cameron. And there are some things she recommends uh, for sort of boosting your creativity or staying away from creative burnout. So these are the morning pages and then there, um, I think it's artist dates, right? Have you managed to to do one of those? Because I don't know, honestly, when every single time when I talk to someone who has been reading this book, none of the people actually completed the whole book and, and all the exercises. But I know that uh, morning pages are amazing. It worked for me so well. So uh, what about the artist dates? <laughs> uh, I mean, does this go into my studio count? <laughs> I think it does. Those are my artist dates. Um, I try and go see shows around like other, whatever other artists are doing, um, visit with other artists um, just to be inspired and see what everyone else is doing. 
Uh, I do that on a regular basis, and I feel like I drag my husband to so many like art openings for our art for our date nights, and like so while we're out, <laughs> we have let's go, let's go check it out. Uh, I love looking at other see what other people are doing. It's very inspiring. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, what's the message behind your art? <laughs> That's a. I like that. I feel like it's a sneaky way of saying like, what's your art about, without saying what's your art about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I mean talking about your art and like what do I want to say and what is the message um, for me I think I want to celebrate femininity like female power um, uh, normalize you know, depression or like postpartum depression or just normalize emotions in general like I'm an emotional person and I feel like I mean most of my work is so so emotional to me like I have a hard time talking about it because it's like a diary it is my diary it is I look at that work and I know exactly what I'm what I was thinking and what was happening in my life um so in my art and I'm trying to find this balance uh of the two so I have the the bright neon colors which I feel like is that falseness that fakeness um where we're trying to cover it up uh where as a society we're uh, required to be happy. So yeah, I feel like definitely there's finding the balance in my work. So having the characters or the figures, if they're feeling a little bit sad, it's contrasted by these like crazy bright neon colors. Um, if I have like these, you know, cityscapes of like construction zones and piles of dirt, uh, it's done. So with like, again, like the bright, happy colors. It's always like finding that balance between the two. I feel like uh, I like to embrace a lot of chaos and like what happens naturally with the paint and with the brushwork. Like I'm not necessarily a traditional oil painter. I have had traditional training, um, but I don't tend to paint that way. Um, I like the more expressive, um, almost like primitive style or leaving things kind of half undone. I enjoy that. I feel like that's more truthful to me and my life than, um, you know, like more realistic painting. I just want to say that this is so important. Uh, the thing that you mentioned about like normalizing the emotions and depressions and postpartum trauma, because um, there's so many women, so many moms who went through the same emotions, same feelings, same situations, including me actually. And I really wish we talked about that a little more so other women don't feel alone in this because I remember uh, when I was going through that the first six months after my son was born I didn't know anyone else and and then there was also that pressure from like family and friends who look at you like oh you're supposed to be happy and but you're not like you are but at the same time you're not you're suffering right so so I'm trying to speak to women about that as well and just bring it forward because it's so important. Um, so thank you so much for mentioning that because because I'm always happy um, when someone opens up and, and shares. And I just wanted to mention that you recently had a beautiful solo show with Art Moms United together with Yvette L. Cummings. And when I was, when we had the artist talk I don't want to call it an opening event because it was towards the end of the shows but when you when you had those artist talks um and I was listening to both of you it was really amazing that 
by accident, we matched two women who had such a strong message um, in their solo shows or through their work. So I just wanted to say that it was a pleasure to have you. It was a beautiful show. I hope you enjoyed it. And now um, tell me about your influences. Are there any artists from the past or, or current um, currently creating that influence your work? Yeah. Uh, like as far as, like I mentioned, like going to, uh, I did like art history in abroad in Italy and going to all the churches. I feel like that kind of religious, the heavy religious-ness <laughs> uh, influences my work. You know, some of the gold leaf and um, halos around heads you know, divine feminine definitely influence the work as far as you know, like think about composition and things like that. I also, my area of study in school was also like post-impressionism. So Matisse is probably one of my favorites of like the greats, like the the piano lesson and the red room are some of my favorites of his work. Alice Neal, uh, Diebenkorn. Um, as far as like current artists, I mean, Instagram is, it's a double-edged sword. It's amazing, but also, you know, I could just get rid of those ads. But uh, I love Shara Hughes. Um, her work, she does a lot of like bright landscapes that are really big, which I love. Uh, Monica Subide, Corey Lamb, uh, Genevieve Figgis. I don't know if you know her. She has these crazy, like, uh, they're like very distorted figures. Uh, Max Colby or Belfiana. Um, all of these, I feel like, have like a, like a, a chaos and like bright color, like maximalism style that I really love. So um, we talked about your rituals or, you know, the, the morning pages. And I wanted to know if there is a specific process you follow when you start creating. I know you, you talked about trying to get away from the fear of blank canvas, but what happens next? Do you sketch first or do you, do you go right in and, and just throw stuff on canvas? Um, I feel like I have a variety of like places that I work to. Like I work some in my home because sometimes it's not always possible to get to my studio if I have the kids. So I have like a space where I work on kind of like, yeah, smaller sketches. And like, I sometimes I have like a giant pot where I just write down on a piece of paper, my ideas, because I have so many <laughs> and like to try and like focus my energy on like one thing and not 500. Uh, so I keep that pot and then I pull it out and like, I'm like, oh, this is what I'll work on when I go to the studio, like before I go. Um, I also uh, teach at like a small uh, studio and gallery also when I have a space to work there. My coworker, business partner, she says that, you know, the space shapes the work in a sense. So that space is a little smaller. Um, it's very like clean lines and very fresh. So I feel like I do like more of my like kind of abstract, like, simple work and uh my main studio i do most like the big oil paintings and things there um so i feel like i don't necessarily do a lot of preparatory sketches in a sense but i feel like i spend all week or like days leading up to my like studio days thinking about what i'm gonna do and then i go there and i typically work on like multiple at a time um like four or five and all in like various different processes but yeah i usually start like larger works um just kind of like i'll clean my brushes off like as i'm painting and i want to switch colors i'll like wipe it all over a blank canvas like in some crazy just to you know 
get over that hump. So can you, um, you mentioned community at the beginning of the interview. So can you talk about your community? Is that a local community or is it international online? And what do you think um, it brought you or gave you uh, and helped how it helped your art practice? Um, I mean, it's huge. It's, it's everything, I think. Um, the, the woman, the artist that came in to wanted to show my work, like we met through like a mom's community, like a mom's group in, uh, in Atlanta where I'm from. Uh, I had my first in New York and it was very isolating. So I moved back home to family and it was, it was great, like very welcoming, lots of mom groups and things like that. Um, as far as like an art community, um, I moved into like a communal art space, which is, it's really great. Like you're surrounded by other people that are creating. There's people there, their doors are open. You can go talk to them. Like I still have, you know, friends that I connect with that I met at my first studio and yeah, just chatting, just chatting, having tea, talking about what they're doing. Like, Oh, let me get your like opinion on what I'm doing over here. It's just like little mini critiques here and there. The same kind of with my, I moved to another studio at Mint Gallery after that, also in Atlanta, right before COVID hit. So (laughs) COVID definitely took away some of that community aspect because, you know, I mean, there was a time where we didn't even know if we were allowed to go in the studios, really. It was just, um, so that, that was tough, but we're getting back, getting back there. Well, the studio where I teach at um, is Arts Beacon in Atlanta, and we have like a tight knit group of people and we focus on education. And I've started teaching um, expressive painting there and kind of like helping like my ideal like person is someone that like went to art school and then like dropped out and then like they want to come back like my like me like my story. (laughs) I like that. I'm like, I want to nurture people and like get their creative spirit out. Like everyone's like. Uh, I can't even paint a stick figure. I'm like, oh, but you can, <laughs> you can, and more. But uh, we do like monthly critique groups. Like we have first Friday, which um, tomorrow we um, organize. It's a feminist art group. So I mean, men can come. Um, just anyone that supports like the feminine uh, female power, <laughs> they are allowed to come. Uh, but it's we all bring work that we're working on or want feedback on. We just sit and chat and talk about what's going on and we do like interdisciplinary work there like I took some clay classes there and like worked with other mediums which I think is also huge to see uh make work in another like format in three dimensions is also it's great amazing and what are your goals and plans and dreams and that can be both like short term and long term it's totally up to you yeah, well, like on paper, I'm like, get residency, get get show outside of Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, things like that, like get New York, LA, uh, those on paper, but also uh, to create another like cohesive body of work, um, ex- you know, explore more about like what my art does mean. Like, I feel like I'm still kind of new in this, even though I'm, I still consider myself an emerging artist that, I, even though I graduated forever ago, um, <laughs> just kind of recently got back into it. So this, the art moms has been super helpful, like with the art opening talk that we did. Uh, and this, you know, talking about my work, which is essential. Like anytime you're going to apply to things, you've got to 
say what your work is about. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like solidifying my purpose and kind of stitching together and connecting with like the millions of projects that I have going and try and like focus on like what I, my, all my energy onto like one, one project. But I uh, was listening to, I, I'm at little bit into like self-helpery and books and all that. And they had the, uh, one of the guys used the example, like um, if you're putting all your energy, it's like a garden hose and it's just kind of weak, but if you can, you know, concentrate it and put that energy, you'll be more, you know, effective. So can you give me some advice you wish you had when, let's say the four years ago, when you were sort of getting back to the art world, uh, is there anything you wish you knew, which could be a potential advice for other artists who are coming back to, to the art world? I think finding, find, finding a community is key. I feel like there's a very romantic, like idealistic thing about being an artist where if you try and bring business into it, it like takes some of the magic away. Um, (laughs) But if you want to succeed, you, you know, I feel like everything is a balance, everything in moderation. So I feel like if I would have focused more on like starting like with a business mindset in a sense, like probably would have been helpful. Like, cataloging all of your work (laughs) keep a record of all your paintings (laughs) um I now have like a lovely excel spreadsheet with everything like organized by year I mean I'm still it's a struggle to keep that organized but keeping records of everything you have like how much you're selling it for um so that way you can kind of base your prices on that um things like that just starting off with the mindset that this is what I'm doing and I can succeed at this and I can make money at this and that that's not bad. Absolutely. I love that. And yes, I agree with everything you said, just because we are running a small business, right? With our art, like we want to do that for a living. So it is actually intertwined. Um, So I love that you mentioned this. So we came to an end of our interview. And my last question to you is where can our listeners uh, connect with you and how can they buy art from you? Uh, And also if you do commissions, if people can, for example, contact you regarding commissions. (laughs) um well you can follow me on instagram my instagram is aaron drakeford art um i have a website aaron i do have a shopify set up um so you can purchase things i make prints um um commissions i'm on the fence about those yes i guess <laughs> um they are difficult i feel like there's like a inherent like stress that comes about when you're making it specifically for someone else um I- i'm up for the challenge i've done it prince i feel like i make a lot of like other random things all the time that i'm posting on there but yeah give me a follow check out my work leave me a comment i'll check out yours Thank you so much. Thank you for being here today with me. And um, I can't wait to release this episode so our audience can learn more about you. Uh, please follow Erin on Instagram. She just said that she just told us her um, Instagram handle. Go over there and check her work. And I can't wait to speak to you again. 